I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. guys, I'm Teresa Caputo. Most of you might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people even call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is just to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they're safe and at peace and that there is more to life than this. I love doing this podcast because it means that I get to meet so many new people from all over the world, like my guest today, Daryl, who is all the way in Hong Kong. Daryl lost someone a long time ago and has been waiting her whole life to get the healing messages she desperately needed to hear. Stay tuned because I think Daryl's story is going to blow you away. and I'm a British expatriate living in Hong Kong for many years. I was hoping to connect with uh, my father and um, my uncle, who is his brother-in-law, and possibly my mother's mother, my nana, and anybody else. I've got quite a long list of loved ones on the other side, but those three are probably the most important. And I have been to mediums before and totally believe in the afterlife and spirit life. So there's a few missing gaps and missing things that have been causing me some worry. So I was really hoping that Teresa could perhaps help me close the gap and get a bit more peace about a couple of situations. Okay, Daryl. This is exciting. Hello. Whoever would have thought that you would be getting a reading over video chat? Amazing. I've been dreaming about this for four years. Oh, my God. So you've been a fan for four years? Yes, I've been a member of the fan club for two years. And your show, it set me up. When I was working, I was working six and a half years before I got made redundant last year. And your show was on at 7.30 in the morning until 10 past eight. And it used to set me up the day. I get my dose of family life. I get all the amusements and then a, a lovely music that accompanies some of your, your shows. Uh-huh. And, and all the just wonderful hearings about how happy people were. And it just energized my day. 
Oh, that's awesome. I don't think anyone has ever said that about how Long Island Medium touched them in that way. So I thank you for that. Pleasure. That's awesome. Okay, so you're kind of, you're familiar with what I do, how I work, right? Yes. Okay. Um, the whole thing now, um, the, the crazy thing is that I feel like as I'm like connecting with you, like I'm starting to connect, it's like my heart is pounding and I, th- this has never happened to me before. I've never had it where I'm going over. I feel like this blankness, my heart is racing. My throat is being restricted. So I'm going to interpret it this way. I don't know if that you're feeling that you don't know what it's like on the other side or that you're afraid that there isn't anything. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. So again, this is the thing that I love about spirit is that they make me feel how you feel. They make me feel your fears, uh, hopes, dreams, sadness, and sorrows. So I love what's happening. I don't even know who I'm connecting with right now. As I'm connecting, they're making me feel like what your fear is, is that there is nothing after this life here in the physical world. Does that make sense? It it does, but I do believe in the afterlife. Right, but you're afraid of what it is or what it might be or what it might not be. Yes. Okay. I've never had that before. (laughs) So this is what happens, and this is what I love about how I communicate with the souls of the departed because it really validates that it is them. It validates that their soul is with you. Um, I am going to say this, Daryl. You do have quite a few loved ones from the other side because there's a lot of souls stepping forward. Correct? Yeah. I saw four souls standing right up in front. Is that correct? Could well be. Okay. I want to say this. I feel that there's a young male that's departed that left the physical world before we feel their time. Do you understand that? I can't. Okay. They had me right. Yes. Where does the father figure come in and the mom that's departed? Um, a father is departed. Okay. Mother is still here, but she has dementia. dementia. So I am able to connect with people in that state. I just had this conversation with someone yesterday about how, because somebody asked me a question, am I able to connect with souls here in the physical world? Like, and I, and I said, no, but only if they're like in a coma or like um, they have dementia or Alzheimer's. Okay. So I wrote father. So did your dad pass before you feel his time? Definitely. Okay. So that's why he made me feel the emotion that he died young. Do you understand that? He did. It's when we feel they left before we feel their time. How do you connect with the number 52 and or 57? It'll stand for years, ages, or it'll stand for months. So the number five could be May, the month of, uh, the number two could be February and seven would be July. Well, I was born in 1957. Oh, okay. Um, Perfect. I'll accept that. Uh, now, two, uh, he, my father was born in February. Okay. So you were born in 1957, and you connect with, yes. the, and you connect with the month of February? Yes. Okay. So know that your father first wants to say that mom, he is with mom. 
Oh, good. Because when I said to you about um, the the other side looking like, I kept seeing someone sitting at the end of a bed. That's my symbol for where someone is either sick or going through something here in the physical world and their loved one sits with them in spirit. So know that if mom refers to or gestures that there's someone in the room uh, or says it to someone to tell you that, know that she is not crazy. Your dad's laughing right now. (laughs) And he has this amazing, like deep, rugged voice. And, And it's almost like this hearty laugh. And I love when spirit does that because it validates that if you feel that he was maybe weak or he didn't have a strong voice in the end or you weren't able to hear his voice, he's making his voice known to me right now. Great. That I can hear him and it's strong. Does that make sense with you? Yes, that's good. And he says, that's how I want you to remember me, laughing and with a strong voice. I, I don't know. Does mom have difficulty speaking? Yes. Okay. She's, she's, she's 91 and she's, she can't string sentences together. She sings nursery rhymes. Because he said to me when I said, when he was telling me, you know, I'm there with her. So when she speaks, he made me feel like that her speaking was off. And I didn't know what that meant. And um, so know that while she's doing these nursery rhymes or sometimes just not making sense, know that your dad's soul is right there with you, with her. Oh, how lovely. Now, was there a point where you were separated from mom or you're not able to be with her all the time? Uh, yes, because she's in a care home. And so they're oh. all isolated. <gasps> oh, still. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. So know that your dad said, your dad is making fun of me right now. He's like, Teresa, have you been living under a rock for the past five months? <laughs> I'm like, no, but I didn't realize that it was still that separate. Because when spirit shows me East Coast, West Coast, it's my symbol for a separation. So sometimes it could be emotional, geographical, communicational. It just validates that there's this separation and that you're not able to be there or weren't able to be there for certain people. So know, that, so know that your dad says, I don't want you to feel sad, guilty. He says, I, now I understand why your dad was making me feel, it kept saying, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here with her. So know that even though you physically can't be uh. there with her, your dad's soul is right there beside her. And does she know that? Can she feel that? She can feel that, but it's hard for her to communicate that. Okay. Your dad just showed me a chair catty-cornered in the corner and a blanket. So know that um, there's something about a blanket with your mom. Does your mom have a special blanket? Is it a blanket that you gave her? Yeah, she has a couple in her room in the care home. Uh, one's like a crocheted one. It's like a sort of granny uh, blanket. Yes. So I just wanted your dad to validate that his soul was present and that she feels comfort from your dad's soul. How lovely. Your dad says, I'm sorry that I left in a way that you feel that there were things left unsaid. Yes. Your dad says, no, that there was nothing left unsaid. 
know that I heard everything in your thoughts and prayers. And I actually felt him lean over and kiss you on the cheek, validating Aww. that he says, I love you too. Oh, and your dad just said to me, he goes, I know, Teresa, can you believe I'm gone this long? <laughs> so I don't know if you say that or that's something that you're thinking, because when I hear things like I love you, too, I can't believe I'm gone so long. That spirit's way of sometimes telling me that you're speaking to them now in your mind. OK, so know that your dad says, I hear you. Is there an heirloom of like a watch or something? Because your, uh, your dad first showed me the wrist, which when a man shows me the wrist, it's my symbol for a watch. But then he put it in his pocket. So I interpreted it that it was an heirloom. So whether if it's a pocket watch or an old watch. I'm not sure whether it was his Omega watch. I'm not sure where it is. Um, okay, but there is there is something about a watch. Yes, I believe. Well, I'm not sure what happened to it, whether my mother ever my, got it back. He made me feel like mom had it. So I don't know what that means. I don't know. But this is something where if we worry about our loved one's possessions, that if they get lost, taken whatever they may be. Spirit says they don't want us to focus on the physical things. They want us to focus on the memories, the things that really have no monetary value because nobody can ever take that from you. That's true. Was your dad very funny? Yes. He keeps making jokes. He goes, yes. my daughter looks exactly like me. And I go, no, she doesn't. And he goes, yeah, exactly like me. So I don't know if that's something that you guys joke around about, if that's something he would say, or if you have his eyes, but he, and then he's doing magic tricks. <laughs> he's like pulling coins behind my ears. And he's, so I think I love spirit to show that personality the way that they were before they died. Your dad tells me that the brother is there. So is it your brother or his brother? Oh, well, it might be his brother-in-law, my mother's brother. Perfect. Because I see the same thing. Brother-in-law, sister-in-law. I don't see the difference to me. It's a brother energy. Um, okay. So know that he's bringing him forward to validate that they are all together on the other side. Oh, that was one of my questions. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> your father goes, and he's a real pain in the ass, you know, Teresa. <laughs> But now I feel like he's like now teasing your dad. So I don't know if like that's the way they were. Like they, you know, like they were really like kind of like brothers, like how real siblings would tease each other. They, they would do when they got together. They weren't together very often, but they would have done that when they were. Perfect. That's the thing that I love because look, I'm the first one to say anyone can say, oh, your dad has you know, mom's brother with him. I need them to validate it. And the reason why I love the personality so much is because you only know their personality. And especially if they were ill prior to their departure, it validates for you, Daryl, that when your mom leaves this physical world, she will not take with her any of these disabilities and or ailments with her on the other side. She will be completely freed of them. Now, I feel like her mom is stepping forward. Your oh. grandmother? Yeah, yes, we, we called her Nana. 
she keeps showing me this, um, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like, I feel like they're rosary beads, but they're white beads encased in metal. And I feel like, I, I think I'm being shown it that way to show that they're very, it's very old. So it has to be some type of antique piece of jewelry. Um, maybe it is some type of religious article, but I feel like that it comes from your um, Nana's family or from her. I, I don't know what it is. I can't place that. Okay, so I, it's very specific on what it is. So it almost looks like little beads. Uh, are you familiar with rosary beads? Not really. Okay, so in your faith or something, it has to be something with these these little beads and then there's like metal around them. And I feel like it's a necklace. So don't be surprised if you come across something like this amongst mom's things. Ah, okay. And I feel like, I, I, I think it's like a costume piece of jewelry, but I feel like it came from your grandmother. Okay. Pay attention to things when you go through mom's belongings and then oh. just know that when you find things like that, know that the souls of your loved ones are with you. And I asked, oh. I asked your dad, I said, why is uh, Nana going through such detail about that? And he says, Teresa, he says, we want Daryl to know that she's not alone. Oh, that a lot of times that's how, and even if we have family members around us, it's sometimes how your soul might feel. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So what's your dad saying that every time you have that feeling, we want you to go into your soul and know that our souls are with you at that exact moment. How lovely. Thank you. So was there something, what your dad keeps snapping his fingers at me. So that's my symbol for when someone passes relatively quickly. And again, that is all frame of reference. Some people feel a year as quickly. Some people feel six months or a week. A lot of times it's sometimes when they passed with no warning. Because again, yes. I'm having the difficulty breathing, which means that he passed from something of the heart and or lungs. And then he restricts my throat area. Remember this feeling that I had in the very, very beginning of the reading? Yes. Of my heart pounding. And then all of a sudden there was nothing. And he says, I want you to know that I am sorry that I left the physical world in such a quick way. He says, but I also want to take responsibility for that. When spirit takes responsibility for a passing in a situation like your dad's, is that if he wasn't feeling well prior to his departure or not really taking care of certain things, he takes responsibility for that. I don't know about that. Okay. He, he just, did pass very suddenly, and we, we, we don't officially know how. Okay. He's taking responsibility for that. Do you understand that? Okay. Was he on a medication? Because he just showed me a medication bottle. Possibly. Or, I'm not sure. Or was he supposed to be taking something? See, this is where it falls into the category of taking a responsibility of knowing that his soul is at peace and not wanting anyone to feel that if we did anything differently, that his soul would still be here in the physical world. Right. Um, 
I'm not sure about the medication thing. He did have an, a number of, he, he had a stomach uh, ulcer burst in Nigeria and he had a, uh, uh, he had a cargo of uh, logs go over his arm or something, but break his arm. Um, but I don't know whether that entailed any subsequent medication. Okay. So he had a lot of ailments. Fair enough? Some. Okay. Some, yeah. It's a thing where we say, oh, what if he was taking a medication? What if he did this? Could there have been a way that his passing could have been prevented? He's saying absolutely not. Can, uh, well, we... I'm going to say this to you. Do you feel that someone or something is responsible for your dad's departure? Yes. Okay. Because he just said to me, he said, Teresa, there's a lot of uncertainties surrounding my passing. Yes. So... When someone takes responsibility for their departure, do you understand that? Yeah. Your father said to me, he said, Teresa, he says, I was trying not to talk about how I died. And uh, that's what I would really like to know. I, well, that's what I said. I, I said to him, I go, well, clearly this is what happened because I want to explain again what my symbols and when spirit shows me certain things, what the meaning can be, okay? So when spirit shows me a medication bottle, when they throw it against a wall, it means that they took it improperly or they weren't taking it. Your father didn't do that. He showed me the medication bottle. And sometimes spirit can say that we feel that if we've done something different or if they did something different, that they never would have died. Do you understand that? Yes. When spirit takes responsibility, they take responsibility for their choices, actions, and non-actions, placing themselves in a situation that caused or attributed to their departure. It doesn't mean that they took their life. Even if it comes down to if we feel that someone is responsible for their departure, they take responsibility for placing themselves in that path. Do you understand that? Yes. And your dad says something about a business. So uh, was there something about uh, business or money after your dad departed or right before his passing? Well, we don't know if it was to do with that. If the person who was responsible, what? That's fine. He had me write business and money. So what your dad is doing is he's initially saying to you that he... Your dad just told me to look down at my recorder because I don't think my recorder is now working. Oh, I can hear you. Oh, you can? Oh. So what your dad is doing, Daryl, here is saying we have a very sensitive situation. Fair enough? Yes. And he wants to be able to give you this piece. A lot of times when there are uncertainties or if we feel that someone is responsible for our loved one's death, spirit is always very careful because in this case, your dad makes me feel like that there's really not a way of being, you never really got closure to his passing. Correct, correct. And this is one of the reasons why I don't like to look at a passing with closure. And especially in this case, 
of peace. Now I completely understand why your dad made me feel like when he first died and then there was nothing because of the way that he departed and because we had no peace and or closure or understanding or justice to his passing, how in the world could his soul be at peace? Exactly. But your father has validated that his soul is at peace and more importantly, that he is with God. Because if he was not, I would not have been able to have him show me this immediately, this this nothing in the beginning, showing me how he's there for mom, bringing forward other loved ones on the other side, validating that even though we don't have the justice or no one is being held accountable for my departure, doesn't mean that my soul is not at peace. We, we don't know if he suffered before he died. I want to go back to the chest and the snapping of the fingers, which means that your dad passed instantly. That is my symbol for when they snap their fingers, and I feel that he died quick and suddenly, and more importantly, he says at first I was confused. It's almost like he didn't know what was happening, but then before he knew it, then he was departed. Did, they not, did they not find his physical body right away? His physical body's never been found. <gasps> He joined the Merchant Navy when he was 16, and uh, he was 44 when he passed. But the tragic thing was that he was the only one who was lost off a ship in the Caribbean. And so I was only 15, and my sister was 10 or 11. And so it came as a great shock. There was no body to bury, or we really didn't know what had happened. Uh, it was, we never had any real closure, uh, but we just tried to keep going and remember dad as fondly as we could, remember his sense of humor. He had a brilliant sense of humor. He loved animals and uh, he used to have a horse as a child and ride. And he introduced me to uh, riding, riding a little Shetland pony from the age of three. And horse riding has been my great passion, which is, got me many friends and long-term friends in the different countries where I've lived. So I'll always be very grateful to my father for that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
look, we all carry around different stressors. Some are big and some are small, right? But at the end of the day, when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You know, therapy just isn't for people who experience major trauma. Therapy, I find for myself, is great for learning positive coping skills and also how to set boundaries. And it has empowered me in the best way to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HeySpirit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash HeySpirit. He showed me my symbol for when it's found like later. So it's just my symbol for that. This is why you have this thing of where he, that he suffered because we don't know. We we had nothing to go by the physical body. Does that make sense? Yes. Do you feel that, um, I feel that your dad keeps me at a very, very safe distance about his departure. Yeah, yes. That's happened before. Because he says, he goes, this is about my daughter, and my family receiving the peace and knowing that I'm okay. Right, Teresa? And I said, yes. And he said to me, so why do you keep asking me questions? Ah, uh, yes. It's, um, it would just, I suppose, help knowing what really happened. Um, I did but- feel, I, did, I, I felt that I was, say, meeting with someone that I knew or knew of um and then I don't and then I kind of felt like I was being brought somewhere and then I departed that's the guess um okay it's a a, a guess I I do feel that it had to do with business or something because it was almost like okay this is just hypothetical meet me at the office meet me at building blah 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 and then he departs Yes, except it, it, it wasn't a building. It was somewhere else. But yes, it, it was that's, hypothetical. That's just my symbol for yeah. where someone is, quote unquote, told to go somewhere. Lord, however you want to interpret it. That's what we think happened. And I felt comfortable because I knew of this person. Fair enough? That's what we think. Okay. And you mm-hmm. have an idea of who you might think it is. But maybe more than one. I saw three. Yes, That's what he showed me. Look, this is not about saying John, Jack, and James did this to me. Do you understand that? Okay. I don't use my gift in that way, especially when it comes to unfortunate and murders. Well, that's what we think. I use my gift in a way to give us the healing so that we can go on. Because your father said to me, Teresa, there is no way that physical justice will be ever in my name. You understand that? Absolutely. Known that for a long time. He says, this is about knowing that let the justice be that my soul is at peace. When we, and listen, Daryl, you think that's easy for me to say that to you? 
I, spirit, quote unquote, protects me, protects us in certain ways, especially when we have where someone is responsible for someone's passing. Yeah. And your dad even said to me, he goes, Teresa, it's bad. Your dad's gone for some time, correct? Oh, yes. He says, there, he says, I need them to know. Because remember years ago when a magician used to open up a can and the snakes would come flying out? Yes. He says, you don't want to open up that can. Ah. Do you understand that? Yes. And that's valid. Listen, I have no idea what your father is talking about, but you do. Correct, Daryl? I've, I've got an inkling. That's all I care I've about. Got an inkling. Yeah. Well, my mother was, I think she was, she suspected that there was foul play, but in a small village and where tongues rattle and tattle, I, I don't think she wanted to risk. Uh, and also, what would that mean for us? How would she explain it for us? We were so young at the time. So nothing, nothing was done until I was in my late 20s, really, I suppose, when I started this discovery process. In fact, it was my uncle, Uncle Frank, who sat me down when I was, I, I think I was about 26, 27, and told me that he, he worked for a trawler company in, uh, in Yorkshire, and he knew maritime law very well. And he told me that he was most unhappy with the circumstances of Dad's passing and that he, he didn't feel it was properly investigated. And he wanted my mother to have the ship met by Scotland Yard when it came back into Southampton on the next trip, uh, but Mum refused. And the other thing that made him very suspicious was that he read in our local newspaper that on the next trip after my father was lost, that the captain of the ship was coshed over the head and left for dead when the ship was in dry dock in the Panama Canal. And the only thing that was stolen was ship's logs, which used to do cargo. So Uncle Frank was quite suspicious that maybe the ship was carrying cargo that wasn't supposed to, and arms, people, drugs, whatever. And he had the hypothesis that perhaps my father found out about this uh, because he was chief officer and navigating master on that particular trip. That role has responsibility for cargo. So he had the theory that Perhaps Dad discovered this and was silenced so that um, they could get away with it. He also said to me that Nana, who was uh, his, his mother and my mother's mother, apparently the night that Dad was lost, uh, Frank and, and Nana lived together. Nana was an invalid and Frank didn't marry and he looked after her. And he said he could never forget that she woke up in the middle of the night and she, she said she had a terrible dream. She said, it's Calvin, it's Calvin, which is my father's name. And she said, he's falling, he's falling, he's head, he's hit his head, he's falling. But I've never been able to get to quite the bottom of what, of what happened. I use my gift in a way, listen, People listening to this right now might be saying, well, I don't know. I don't care. All I care about right in this moment, Daryl, is that you know that your father's soul is at peace. That the things yeah. that you that you have inklings about, you're 100% correct. Your father just showed me. I left you things in your path to find, to validate 
and to lead you to certain things. Is that correct? Um, well, I, it was probably more from visits to other mediums. Okay. Whatever it is, he gave you these... Clues. I, I, I wanted to say clues, but I didn't want to say clues because I wanted to say he left you these tidbits of information. Yes. And fair enough that you did receive information, let's hypothetically say, that you could have brought to the authorities. Yes. He says, but you were stopped, correct? Yes. I asked your father to validate that why he was keeping me at a safe distance and why I am given the, the information the way that I am. And he just validated that. Okay. This is also a validation of where spirit has told us time and time again, when certain things are not in our destiny, we're blocked from it. Yeah. And your father says, my peace, my, knowing that I'm at peace and knowing that I didn't suffer to my death is justice. That is justice for you. That is justice for your soul. Okay, I can accept that. I feel as if something was either put over his face or hit in the back of the head, and then he died. I mean, he was either unconscious, and then he passed. Do you understand that? Which validates that he did not suffer. Yes, I was told that he was actually... Um... His, his body was moved, correct? Well, that's what okay. we, we think. He was on a ship, and we think he was thrown overboard. Because that, oh, see, I saw, I kept seeing my grandfather who in World War II was on a submarine. And I didn't, I didn't, oh. I, I wasn't, and I thought because yesterday was his birthday, I thought maybe he was just popping in because they do do that. <laughs> so I didn't, oh. I didn't understand that. So your dad was in the Navy or? He was in the Merchant Navy. The, okay. So that validates the moving. Do you understand that? Yes. And I, I was told by another medium that he was coshed over the head. Oh, okay. So it validates the unconscious, whatever it is, it's my symbol for that his soul didn't suffer. Do you understand that? And that's good to know. Thank you. What, what did you receive after he died or, or mom? Oh, usually when spirit shows me a uh, manila envelope, it's my symbol for the, the, the belongings that you received after they passed. My mother got sent back from his cabin, whatever was, was there, but she didn't share with me everything that came back. Okay. I, I, just, I just felt that it was all validations of love. Do you understand that? Because he showed me like pictures, he showed me personal items. And um, it's just to validate that his soul is at peace. Do you have have the card from him with his handwriting on it? I have a lot of cards, postcards that he sent when I was a child from far-flung places. And he had beautiful copper plate handwriting. Perfect. I just wanted to validate that his soul is at peace. And that he, look, this is very hard for me to say to you this. To, to say this to you, Daryl. He says, I need you to take all of those fears, anxiety, burdens. Do you understand that? Yes. And he says, I need you to release that. 
I need you to hand that back to me. These are not your burdens to carry. Do you understand that? Yes. I wanted your dad to validate why he would take responsibility for placing him in a situation. So did he join the Merchant Navy? Had it? Oh, oh yes, he, he joined when he yeah. was 16. So, um, and he uh, was 42 when he passed. So 44. you see what he meant by that. Yes. Because I don't think a lot of people understand when a soul says to me, I take responsibility for my departure placing myself in a situation like my grandfather, for instance, he was drafted. He had to go to war. So it was a little different. Dad had a choice of career. Yes. Oh, so this was his business. This had to do with his work. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, And I am going to say this to you. I, because I said to him, I said, can you offer your daughter some type of peace to your death. If we're not gonna, you know, and I said to him, I said, were you scared at any point? And he said to me, no. I didn't know what was happening at first. Do you understand that? And I'm gonna hypothetical this. I'm gonna go back to how he originally made me feel. We're gonna go here. You're gonna go here. And this is just hypothetical. You're gonna go wait over here. And then I felt like something happened. And I'm going to say this in a sense that I do, I did feel a responsibility to his departure that someone was responsible, but I don't know how much of it was intentional. You understand that? Yes. Uh, There's a part of me, Daryl, that he made me feel like that, and, and no disrespect to your dad's departure that it was kind of like a freak thing that happened that then turned into his death. Ah. Do you understand that? Almost like um, a cover-up. Yes. Do you understand that? Because the theory goes that uh, Dad was the chief officer and navigating master on the ship who is responsible for cargo. Now, ships carry all sorts of things that they're not supposed to carry. One theory is that um, some of the, perhaps the able-bodied seamen um, had put stuff on there and, and Dad discovered what it was. And they were not, Dad was a very honest man and he mm-hmm. would not let that go. And the suspicion is that he was bumped off to mm-hmm. um, cover up what he'd found and that he was perhaps lured onto deck by somebody to meet somebody and there were others mm-hmm. waiting in the wings who then um, coshed him. And well, as far as we know, he, his body must have been thrown overboard because he was reported missing, presumed lost at sea. And in fact, I've got a copy of his death certificate here, which I only got uh, from my sister. And it's a certified extract from return of death. And it says, cause of death, missing at sea, believed killed or drowned. Mm -hmm. As you were talking again, he had me write the number three. Yeah. So there had to have been at least three people. Men, yeah. Three cargoes, whatever it may be. And I know, your father says, I know how you've tried to bring this to justice. Yes. I've watched from the other side. I've even placed the clues in your path. 
but it was not going to be the turnout that you had hoped for. Do you understand Correct. that? Correct. He made me feel like the reason why you were blocked with the other information was because it w- would have ended up far more worse than just not knowing. That could be, yes. That is, that, that is it. Because yeah. he, he actually said to me, he said, Teresa, there's a point, and I think this just goes to show on how your dad was, the type of man he was, his pride, and how he says, I want to thank you for handling my unfortunate death in a very delicate way. Oh, that's lovely. He says, because there is so much uncertainty around my departure. He says, and I really just need it to be for peace. I can accept that. Um, you have the picture of your dad at sea? Uh, I've got his, his picture here, which is him in, it's one of the only pictures we've got of him in his Merchant Navy uniform. Perfect. Because he says uh, to me, did yeah. you see how handsome I was, Teresa? <laughs> and isn't... Well, he said I look like him. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it also interesting, the picture next to your dad, that's your mom? Yes, and she, when she was about 18. And she was right okay. by the water. Yes. Mm-hmm. So even though we've been given information over the years, your dad says, I want to thank you for the way how you've handled everything and, 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 the, and the family, your siblings, your mom, that you've been able to have my memory be lived on, be carried on with dignity and grace. He says, and that's the thing that I love about my family. Oh, well, it's, it's pretty much stiff lip, you know, you, you put one foot forward and you, you, you just keep going, you know. But not many people can do that, Daryl. Not many people can do that, especially when we have no answers to our loved ones passing or where our loved ones were taken from us because of someone's actions. Yes. Well, we've just had to accept it and move on, basically. I I am going to say this to you. Your father made me feel this more than once. He He made me feel the emotion that there was a thing that I don't know if he was initially drawn there for the sorry, I just the, the network went. I didn't hear oh. that, Teresa. <laughs> there was probably and a he reason. Was drawn. He, he was oh. maybe sent somewhere, but I don't feel that the initial thing was to kill him. Do you understand that? Ah, okay. Because I keep, I, I keep getting this emotion of where. I feel I have different opinions and different ways of kind of handling things. And yes. I see this reasoning between your dad and someone else. Like we're, we're reasoning, like we're, you know, we're having a conversation, like we're, you know, discussing. What ha- and then I just see someone else that's just like a loose cannon. Yes. Do you understand that? Yes. And I really wanted your dad to validate that he wasn't afraid, that he really didn't know what was going on most certainly didn't think or know that he was going to die. Do you understand that? 
Yes, I've heard that before. Yes. So this is very, very, very important. And this is why I choose to channel and use my gift in this way. I love how your dad made me feel the second we started this reading of this, I die instantly and then there's nothing. Because you don't have anything. You have no answers. You're afraid of the way that he died, that there wouldn't be anything, right? Yeah. And then for your dad to step-by-step show you and validate that he hasn't left you, that he is Mm. watching over mom, that his soul is at peace, that he didn't suffer, and that, unfortunately, we have to lay this to rest. We had to put the way that he died Let's say, if you don't mind me saying, Daryl, in God's hands. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But what I love what your dad did was give you the validation of not afraid because your dad was strong. He knew what he stood for and he called order. I see, I see, I see conversations. And then I just see out of nowhere, someone doing something that they weren't supposed to or that wasn't prior discussed. Do you understand that? Yes. Look, and I've, unfortunately, I've read many people, unfortunately, their souls will say, I was murdered for my sneakers. I was, (laughs) you know, or or, or they'll say, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, They'll say, my boyfriend murdered me. You know, there's, so I have to trust your dad's soul that the way that he did do this with dignity and more importantly, with grace. That's super to know. And really validating, stop with the scenarios of how that I did not fight to my death. Do you understand that? Okay. Because it's when you said about the throat, we didn't know if he drowned or if he was unconscious when he hit the water. Well, a throat. Whether he drowned. The the restriction of the throat is also not being able to say goodbye. No communication. If there's no, and usually they'll tell me if if, if there's a drowning, I'll feel like my my lungs are filling up with fluid, with with, with fluid. So I didn't feel that. So the restriction of the throat would be either a rope, a choking. Or not being able to communicate and say goodbye. Right. The chest is an an instant. The hitting of the head is the cause of the chest stopping. Do you understand that? Yes. So, and and remember, in the very beginning of the reading, before I saw nothing, I had that rapid heartbeat. Yeah. Was that the adrenaline? I was like, okay, what's happening? And then boom. Yeah. But there was that hitting. Listen, whether he died at that exact moment of the hitting of the head, or if it was he was unconscious and didn't suffer to his death. Do you understand? Right. Yeah, and that was what I was hoping. And that is what I think I love that your dad gave you, that there wasn't this big commotion or craziness or before where he was like, I'm so scared. Do you understand that? Yes. And that's, I think, the thing that I love about the peace that your dad was able to give you today. Yes, that's lovely. And also validating that his soul is with others on the other side. Yes, you mentioned the others. And you mentioned, I think it's um, uh, my my uncle. Oh, and you have um, his picture right there. Yes. Yeah. 
I think that's him. Your dad well, goes, your dad goes, he's not as good looking as me, Teresa. Tell her to put the picture down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. But that's, oh. that's what I love. Because if your dad wasn't safe, if your dad wasn't, his soul wasn't okay, he wouldn't be able to show his personality. Your dad yeah. didn't want this reading, this session to be about how he died. He okay. wanted he wanted it to be what his life was and more importantly yeah. for how he is still with you. And that's, that's what lovely. I think I love about your dad. No, that that's lovely. I will I will take that very happily. You mentioned four people there. So there was dad and maybe Uncle Frank. And and, uh, and uh, grandmother? Oh, Nana, yes. And yes. and then there's another father figure. I wonder if that is his father, my grandfather, granddad. Uh, he told me namesakes. So oh, well, well, if they, they would have the same last name. How do you connect with the, is someone like Peter, Paul, Patrick, or Patricia? Uh, uh, it could also be a last name. It doesn't have to be a first name. Uh, how, no, do you con- how do you connect with um, uh, the color green or like four-leaf clovers? Green or four-leaf clover. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's something Irish, about uh, yeah it has to be some uh, i'm not irish so i don't and then i i wrote patrick oh look sometimes it could be for the next reading i you know i i don't know sometimes that happens um okay but i did see and i am going to say this they held hands so when a soul holds hands on the other side it means that they're directly connected so it would have oh. to be a father and or if people were married okay how do you connect with the number 12 12. Could be the 12th um, of a month, the month of December. Uh, 12, 12. You have a sister? Yes. She has children? No. Where Neither they, of us do. Who was 12? Or was someone 12 when dad passed? Uh, yeah, yeah. My, my sister, well, I, I was 15. My sister, I think, was either 10 or 11 or around about that age. Okay. There was a spirit, the fourth one, and she thought it was another father figure. I still can't think of that. The only thing that I, I did wonder about was that when my sister was born, mum was told that she should have been a twin, but the other fetus didn't develop. And so I'd always wondered if there was a, another soul in spirit, and perhaps if that soul's purpose in not incarnating was really to greet dad on the other side when he passed over it's just a theory one medium did say that there was another this child had grown up on the other side and she could see that she was about 11 or 12 that's the only kind of connection i can make there ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So I, I, I absolutely love what your dad was able to give you today. It was really the true peace and to give you some type of comfort that surrounded his death, even though it was tragic. Well, I, I do believe, I, well, I had some very strange things happen to me where I've survived when I don't think I should have done. Oh, that's absolutely and, your dad. Uh, I was told by one medium that he spent a long time in the halls of healing and then he's moved to the halls of learning. And they said, oh, but he'll always be with you. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what does that mean? They said, oh, well, if you need him, you only have to call him, say his name. And I was involved in, um, well, what could have been a very serious car crash on the 1st of July, 1997, the day of the handover of Hong Kong back to China. And the car that I was in, it, it had been pouring and pouring and pouring with rain overnight. And the roads were very greasy. And even though I, I wasn't speeding, the car that I was driving went, just started aquaplaning and going round and round and eventually left the road and was heading for up a, up a bank where there was a, a, a big um, rail. And uh, the car was heading, it was all in slow motion and the car was heading there directly and I, I could see my life sort of pass in front wow. of me. And so I just remembered what this medium had said so I just screamed out dad help and the next thing I knew the car instead of going directly it, it slowly turned round and uh, and hit the rail on the side and we slid down the bank and because it was a motorway and there were uh, lorries it was like the parting of the the Red Sea the um, two big articulated lorries spread out and came to a halt and my car was standing facing in the middle of the three-lane carriageway facing them and they just put their hazards on and ground to a halt and I was just like a rabbit caught in their headlights. Wow. Um, but I, I, that was me screaming dad's name, dad help, and it all happened in slow motion because I'm pretty sure it would have been a head-on yeah. mash if but, that hadn't happened. First of all, your dad just said you felt him. You knew, you felt his presence. Mm. you know what you felt. And yes. when things happen that we are protected, know that that is your dad. Look, that could have been your dad's also soul's purpose to leave the physical world so early was to protect others here in the physical world. Oh. You know, we learn that grander picture on the other side when our souls get there. So, but I absolutely love what your dad gave you. And that is what you wanted to know. If, he was safe if he was truly at peace. Yes. And he must have been to be able to do that. A thousand percent. Because if not, I would not have been able to feel or hear or receive any information from his soul. Does he have any guidance for me about what is my soul's purpose? I, I'm very honest. I didn't get anything. I don't, you know, I, ah, okay. you know, I, I also believe that 
we have free will choices. Those are up to us. Of course. And I don't, I use my gift in a way if spirit brings up things about our future, what we do, it's just to validate that they know what's going on, not what we okay. should or shouldn't do. But I, I did see journaling and writing and your dad just says, continue to write, continue to write the legacy. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you, if you write down about your dad's pet, you know, about your dad, write things about your dad, who he was, uh, what he was like. More, more in describing him to people, I right. would say, rather than writing. But yes, yes. Oh, no, that's um, really super. Thank well, you, Teresa. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And um, blessings to you in Hong Kong. I wish you all the best. God bless. Thank you very much. I'm quite big on responsibility. I've, if I've done something stupid or wrong or whatever, I, I first want to hold my hand up and say, oh, I've got to hold my hand up for that. So when somebody does that, that that means quite a lot to me. So he, as, as Teresa said, her grandfather was on a submarine in the war, but he was drafted. He didn't have a choice. Dad chose um, a career in, in the Merchant Navy, and he was there from the age of 16 until he passed away. And in fact, some of his, his friends, like my, my godfather, John, they took shore jobs earlier on in their career when, when they were in their late 30s, so they didn't have to be away from home so much. Dad never wanted that. He didn't feel that this was his life and this is what he was used to. And uh, I think my mother found that quite hard. So I think he, he, he may be saying by that, well, okay, you know, I, I passed away at sea, but it was my choice to to go to sea and stay at sea and not come and take a shore job as some of his, his other friends did. It sort of joined some of the gaps that previous mediums had said. One, one gentleman had said that Dad went up on deck to, to meet somebody, but he didn't realize there were another two lying in wait. And he went there for innocent purposes, but one of these other two hit him over the head. So that again ties in with what Teresa was saying. I, I did get quite despondent over the years when I wasn't getting very far with finding somebody accountable. But another medium said, these were dangerous people and it would not have been safe for you to have uh, pursued it anymore. So whether they were still alive or it was a gang or I don't know, some kind of drug cartel or syndicate. Uh, I don't know, but I did get the sense it would have possibly been dangerous to pursue it any further. So what Teresa was saying made total sense and tied in with that. I have to say, I, I slept very well uh, uh, that night. And here I've got this, this um, that's dad in his merchant navy uniform. Um, when she was about 18, I think, before she met him. And as Teresa said, she was by the sea. I mean, I shouldn't know him then. And then um, this is Uncle Frank on, on holiday in um, Mediterranean somewhere, I think. So I, I have their photos on, on the bed, each bedside table. And in the morning, I always say hello to them. You know, just say hello, good morning, and how are you doing? Teresa said they, they hear me. So I, I keep on doing that. And I said, well, I'm, it's good to know you can hear me. <laughs> I'm not talking to myself anymore. So that, that's just a very nice, uh, warm, fuzzy feeling. Teresa's reading has really filled in a lot of the, the gaps and helped tie up the loose ends. 
it's good that dad knows that I did try and get justice for him and Uncle Frank too, that we were blocked and there was a reason for that. That was deliberate, but at least he knows that I did try. So that's brought me a lot of peace. And it's also wonderful that his soul is with my mother, who is 91 now and in a, a care home with dementia. And the fact that um, Teresa could, Teresa said that she can feel dad's soul there which must be lovely for her in her little bubble of a world that she lives in. I, I feel that my quest is over or whatever quest I was on that I was trying to, to do. It, it's been brought to an end in a very nice way, uh, in a very gentle way, in a peaceful way. Um, and it was also lovely to know that um, Dad and Nana were saying, or to let me know that I would never be alone. And they were always with me, which was, was lovely. Every soul is different on how they choose to communicate with me. The thing that I felt from Daryl's dad was that he didn't want to talk about his death. And the thing that I found interesting, because that's what she needed to hear, and for her to validate that other mediums have told her things about her dad's death. I'm just so happy that her father, for the first time, was able to truly come through with messages of peace, contentment, and really truly knowing that his soul is at peace. It's just about peace. Let it be that. Our futures are for us. Our choices, our decisions, our free will choices. And as long as you always make them with the highest good of all concerned, or more importantly, what you feel that you need at that moment, then you're gonna have the most amazing life. Sometimes we don't have to search so far or through other mediums. Sometimes we just have to search within ourselves. Well guys, there you have it. If you'd like to give me the opportunity to share my gift with you, just go to my website at teresacomputo.com. If you want to keep hearing these shows, please subscribe wherever you listen and be sure to write a review at Apple Podcasts so more people can find the show. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Audiation. Hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at TeresaCaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.